Welcome back to the YouTube channel for BamaOnline.com, where we have breaking news for you on the recruiting trail in the form of a massive recruiting win for Kalen DeBoer and his still fledgling regime there at the University of Alabama. What once appeared to be an expressway from Sarah Land High School to Tuscaloosa for five-star wide receiver Ryan Williams ended up taking a few twists and turns. And after a couple of visits, though, with the new staff at Alabama, Andrew Bone and Tim Watts, the path for Ryan Williams to join the Alabama Crimson Tide has once again been cleared. Yeah, I think there was a lot of hope that it was over for Alabama, not from Alabama, obviously, but from other teams that it was over because he decommitted right after Saban uh, retired. But the one thing about Ryan, he's got a lot of gump in him. I mean, this is a guy now we said over and over and over, Ryan loves Alabama. He wasn't trolling anybody. It was hard to believe because we live in a world where kids, if they say so-and-so's the leader, you're like, yeah, sure they are. You almost eliminate them. Ryan was that way. I mean, the, you know, there was constant rumors with Auburn. Alabama fans were mad at us sometimes saying they got the news first from Auburn. But did you actually get the news first from Auburn at the end of the day? Because if anything proves how bad he wanted to be at Alabama, it was this. Nick Saban retired. He had an out. He had an out. We could have understood there was a coaching change. Holman Wiggins is gone. Tommy Reese is gone. T-Rob is gone. All the people that he was most connected to. And he commits to Alabama. How long did it take? What's it been? Ten days? Two Mondays ago, he met with DeBoer. Ten or eleven days, whatever it's been. Um, but, I mean, I don't know what else he would have to do to prove exactly what he where, where he felt he was going the whole time. And I've never really had many doubts. Now, when Saban retired, it definitely threw a wrench in the process. But I think all along, Ryan knew where he wanted to go to college. Is that the sense you had as well, Andrew, throughout this? Yeah, I think when obviously when Nick Saban retired, it, it sent a uh, you know, a reaction to a lot of a lot of people. You know, whether they were players on team, uh, high school commitments, a lot of people reacted pretty instantly. Um, you know, wanted to jump into the portal wanted to decommit. And that's what Ryan did. I mean, Ryan decommitted uh, that same day, uh, backed off, but wasn't a flip. It's not like he flipped to another school. He wanted to kind of reevaluate things, reassess things, look and see where Alabama was going to go uh, with its head coaching search and then uh, get back and make a decision. So I think probably the most impressive thing to me, uh, you know, with Coach DeBoer since he arrived in Tuscaloosa, the one of the very first calls was to Ryan Williams. Ryan said that on Sunday night in an interview on, at, on three sports uh, two weekends ago that he had already talked to Coach DeBoer. And he had gone to Texas A&M that weekend. So he had talked to Coach DeBoer during that Texas A&M visit, made it up to uh, Birmingham for a track meet uh, on Monday, called Coach DeBoer and staff, asked if he would come down uh, for an unofficial visit, meet with uh, the new guys and you know, that kind of set things off for the weekend. I uh, you know, made it to Tuscaloosa a few days later, and you know, things went extremely well for uh, for Ryan. You know, being around, yeah, there's new faces, new coaches, but there's still a lot of the same people who are at Alabama who work in the facility that he knows. Um, you know, strength and conditioning coaches, support staff, Jeff Allen. Um, you know, plus a lot of players, a lot of people in that 2024 recruiting class. Who are there? Who stayed? Alabama may have lost a couple, but he's really close with a lot of other guys, including Jalen and Bakwe. Uh, so you know, being around those guys this weekend thought was a uh, you know was a pretty big deal for him.
I guess Travis, real real quick, I looked in the database while Andrew was talking. He's been to Alabama 18 times that we've documented. We don't even have the one from two Mondays ago. This guy's probably been there 25 times with a couple uh, sneaking past us. I mean, this is a guy that loved being in Tuscaloosa. And the thing about it was the Monday that he showed up unannounced, him and Jalen Mbakwe were popping up everywhere. They were at games. I mean, they were all over social media. We had other people posting their pictures. So, obviously, a guy that's very, very familiar with Tuscaloosa and comfortable with the city. Yeah, and you talk about timelines. I guess, in retrospect, Texas A&M ought to feel pretty good, right, Um, in getting a visit out of – uh, Ryan Williams, and, and and thinking about the weekend in Alabama and how it seemed like throughout those couple of three days, the momentum just continued to surge back into the corner of Alabama. And also, uh, once you got word that he wasn't going to make that trip to Texas, I, I got to think that really signaled the alarms for Ryan Williams with UA. Yeah, I don't think anybody really expected him to leave the state realistically. I mean, I think Auburn was kind of the safety blanket if something happened where he didn't end, didn't end up at Alabama. I think that was obviously the number two school. Uh, I think he wanted to visit Texas and wanted to visit some of the big-name schools. But I think he took his official – look, we've always said this. Andrew knows this as well. Five official visits is a lot. There's a lot of effort that goes into packing up, getting on a plane, flying there and doing all that kind of stuff. He also has back-to-back track meets the next two weekends. So you know how much track means. Like there he is running track right now in a high school football game. State <laughs> you know, championship so tra- game. Yeah. yeah, so track means track means a lot to him, and he had those back-to-back. Andrew, uh, when you think about what Alabama's getting in Ryan Williams, and we had already talked about this with his prior commitment, to UA, but so much has changed, right? In that wide receiver room, because Isaiah Bond has moved on to Texas. We know Jermaine Burton uh, is no longer around. Malik Benson moves on to Florida State. So we already thought opportunity was going to be there for him, just based on his talent uh, and his polish, even as a reclassifier from 2025 to 2024. Uh, but you really got to like his his opportunities now, even with Jeremy Bernard coming in from Washington. But this offense that Kalen DeBoer and Ryan Grubb are going to install, I'm I'm sure once they had an opportunity to to put all those things in front of him, Alabama became even more attractive than it already was. Well, Ryan's been pretty special ever since he stepped onto the football field, you know, especially as you know during his sophomore year, won Mr. Football, uh, helped his team win state championship. Did it again, and um, during his junior season, before he uh, announced the uh, the reclassification, a lot of people thought that oh, this was a kid that you know, he's still a junior, you know, technic- or he was a junior technically. Uh, he wasn't going to be able to compete in the Alabama Mississippi All Star game. Well, he was named the MVP of the Alabama Mississippi All Star game, playing against a bunch of seniors. Then he goes and plays in the Under Armour All America game. Had a touchdown in that game. Uh, had a great week of practice down there. It was certainly one of the top overall performers. So to think that this is a kid that you know, is going to be sitting on the bench when he gets to Tuscaloosa, I don't think that's the case at all. I think he's going to make an impact early on. Now, how big of an impact will that be? We'll have to kind of wait and see. But, I mean, he just has a different gear. Uh, I mean, he's very explosive. He's fast. Um, you know, he's got great ball skills. I mean, he's just a terrific athlete. Um, you see him right there getting up. Um, yeah, I think the, 
a lot of comparisons have been to Devontae Smith because of his size. And he's got kind of like Devontae a lot as far as just having that dog in him. Uh, you know, he's not the biggest guy. He's 165 pounds, but he's going to go out there and play like he's 200 pounds. He's a physical blocker. Uh, he's aggressive. But the thing about a man is that speed and that extra gear. It kind of, you know, that extra gear kind of reminds me a little bit of Jalen Waddle a little bit because he can get up and just go and he can he can turn it on just about any time he wants to. Tim, talk about the impact uh, this is for Kalen DeBoer coming into this situation because, as we know, we just went through about a week of transfer portal hell for Alabama. And there were yeah. some positive things that happened for Alabama <laughs> in terms of the Washington players that have gotten on board along with Kalen DeBoer. But what does this signal in terms of the questions about Kalen DeBoer, the recruiter, this staff, and its ability to recruit moving forward? You know, I think it's a little bit ironic that this would be Alabama's fifth wide receiver commitment, right? So the DeBoer five, that's a little bit of uh, irony there when you throw in Arian Hampton is going to end up on the offensive end. Uh, Rico, Jeremy's committed, and Amari is in that class, Amari Jefferson. So obviously a guy that likes to throw the ball, He's going to have a lot of guys, and we're you know we're not even considering Caleb Odom a wide receiver, although he's got some wide receiver traits. But with Ryan, what he does is he gives you wide receiver one talent right out of the gate, even at the age of 17 years old, which is what he'll be when he's playing next year. He's got the talent to be wide receiver number one. He's still got to learn the routes. And I posted this last night on the roundtable. Jamarcus Shepard is known for teaching his route running. So you get a young guy with unlimited skill set. You get a guy that knows how to, you know, teach that route tree. And then you got Grubb and DeBoer. So, I mean, the, the fit is perfect. Uh, I think that's kind of what people are comparing to Julio. But to me, the fit for Al Julio wasn't really a main passing offense when he committed to Nick Saban. This is a perfect fit. This is like draw up on a board what we need to find and, and recruit for our system. And it, it's Ryan Williams is what a good artist would put together. Andrew, uh, a guy like this, uh, and understanding Alabama still a lot of synergy around this program, even with the retirement of Nick Saban, to be sure. I know the comparisons between adding Julio in 2008 and adding Ryan Williams in some ways line up, but make no mistake about it. The program going into the 2008 season wasn't in near the shape that it is now. It's, it's still ready to win at a very high level, but um, not just uh, literally what it means, but figuratively, again, uh, being able to finish on a recruit like this when just a few days ago, it felt like things were starting to slip. The morale of the fan base, the, the expectations and the excitement level, this is the type of decision that plays into all of that. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly has excited the fan base. Uh, you know, obviously, we saw some uh, some people upset early on last week when we saw the decommitments, but you know, this all this is a commitment that also sets you up for the future. Um, you, know, you have Ryan Williams jump on board in this 2024 class. There's not any, there's not really any more 2024 guys. You have Noah Carter who's still out there uh, that Alabama is uh, pursuing, but you know, they're probably not going to add any more 2024 guys right now. You start looking at, into the future in 2025, and Alabama has been very aggressive on the road this week. Uh, pursuing top kids, um, you know, we, we've seen some new offers that have been extended 
uh, or at least re-offered to, uh, to top quarterbacks in the 2025 class. You don't think some of them are, uh, are going to be looking at Alabama a little bit more now that, uh, that Ryan Williams is on board and they are in a pass-happy offense? I think that certainly uh, sets you up for the future, and uh, it's going to certainly help Alabama in the 2025 class even more so than 2024. But it's a huge pickup for Alabama. You know what I think it does? I think it gives Alabama street cred for the future. I think it gives like next year's class where all the questions of, hey, will these top guys go there? And you don't have to wait till 2025 to find out now, right? You got arguably the number one player in the state, number one wide receiver in the country. Again, I got to say Jeremiah Smith's an alien because he is, and Cam Coleman's really good. But you got arguably the number one guy committing to you now. So you don't have to wait till next year to figure out, can he get the top guys in state? Because Ryan Williams is the top guy in state. And I think Auburn absolutely targeted and worked him harder than anybody else in the state. It was a guy they wanted, put a lot of effort into him. Alabama did the same thing to show you uh, exactly how this how this broke down. But I think street cred's important. I mean, we saw what happened with, with B.J. Scott. B.J. Scott, a lot of guys were on the fence, and B.J. just kicked them off on, you know, onto the Alabama side of the, the, the green grass. So I think that's a big win. Yeah, for, Burton, Burton was actually first before Julio, you know, and, yeah. and those other guys. I know that it didn't turn out to be the career for B.J. Scott at Alabama yeah. that a lot of people thought it would be, but he absolutely was that guy back in those days. Hey, um, game balls in all this from the Alabama perspective. Uh, Jalen Mbakwe got to be For sure. right near the top of that list. So I'll ask each of you, Andrew, you get us going. Give me a game ball in making this happen for Alabama with Ryan Williams. Nick Saban. I think Nick Saban played a big role here, even though he decommitted right after Coach Saban retired. Um, still had a conversation with Coach Saban afterwards. Uh, Coach Saban told him that, you know, this is still the place for you. And Coach Saban's the reason why he committed in the first place. He grew up an Alabama fan. Even though his dad went to Auburn, uh, you know, he told us you know, he watched Alabama football for so long because he loved Nick Saban. He loved the uh, you know, the program. He loved the development at the wide receiver position. You look back at all the receivers, all the way back to Julio and then Amari and then Calvin, Devontae, and so on and so on. Um, you know, just great wide receiver tradition there. But over the course of the last you know, decade more, it wasn't just Nick Saban. It was the Alabama program. But Nick Saban was there at the beginning, and you know, he was there at the end helping Alabama uh, in their pursuit of uh, Ryan Williams. Give me a game ball, Tim. You know, I'm going to go with the field. I'm going to go with the support staff and everybody that sat down and talked to him. I'm going to go with uh, Freddie Roach, who went down and met with him. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix, Josh Chapman, uh, Denzel Duvall. I'm going to go with everybody at that university, half the names we don't even know that that, like Andrew said earlier, filled that family void. So when he lost the bigger names that are more high for profile, we know of. So I'm going to take the field and say it took a village here. I mean, obviously, I can't skip over, you know, Kalen DeBoer. He factored in. But I think that that Alabama family actually played a huge role of keeping him warm while he got a chance to know the staff, because, again, he could have just hunting and run. Nobody would have had a major problem. We'd have seen that, you know, the, the greatest of all time retired. He was close to him. He had an out, but he did not take that out. And again, I don't know if that if that's not confirmation, he knew where he was going the whole time. I don't know what is. 
Andrew, we talk quarterback situations so often, not just in relation to receivers, but for prospects in general, but certainly his position, Ryan Williams' position, it's very impactful. I got to think he liked that about where Alabama sits right now. And then back to Tim's point, thinking about future quarterbacks, the impact that his addition could have when you think about 2025, 2026. He plays with a pretty good one at Sarah Land, but Alabama involved with a number of top guys at that position, right? Yeah, I mean, Alabama's set. Uh, pretty good right now heading into uh, heading into the spring at the quarterback position uh, you know, with Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson, Dylan Lonergan, and then uh, you bring in the Washington transfer, Austin Mack. Uh, yeah, I think Ryan looks at that group and says, you know, these are guys who can compete. These are guys who can play at a championship level. These are guys who I want to play with here in the future. Now you look at 2025 and beyond. You know, the coaching staff has been very aggressive this week as far as going out and seeing guys. Um, you know, they stopped by and saw Deuce Knight, who's a Notre Dame commitment, uh, on Monday uh, over in George County, Mississippi, who, if people go back a little bit, uh, Alonzo Lawrence, who signed with Alabama in that 28 mm. uh, class with Julio, he was a uh, George County high school player. I know Tim remembers him. DB. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, DB. Um, you look at Juju Lewis over in Carrollton High School in Georgia, still committed to USC, recently reclassified to 2025. Uh, Ryan Grubb, uh, new Alabama offensive coordinator, went out to see him. They extended an offer, a reoffer to uh, to Jared Curtis, the number one quarterback in the 2026 class. And then you know, they had KJ Lacey on campus this past weekend on Sunday. Uh, Ryan's teammate has not technically been reoffered by the new staff just yet, but they are evaluating him. They just met him the other day. Uh, starting to build that relationship. So uh, we'll kind of see where things go from there. But he's currently committed to Texas. We expect him to be back in Tuscaloosa some. So Alabama's going to continue to evaluate quarterbacks over these next few months. But they're you know, right now they're trying to get some of those big names uh, on campus. And you know, having Williams there to help recruit going to be very beneficial. Tim, uh, what about Jamie French and all this too? I mean, we talk about 2025s. Jamie, Jamie French of Jacksonville, Florida, highly regarded uh, wide receiver prospect for the class of 2025. It seemed like he and Williams had developed a bond as well. We know that after Nick Saban retired, Jamie French, like Ryan Williams, opened things back up. I got to think this this could help even with a guy at his own position too. Yeah, Jamie French spelled with two Fs like every one of my middle school report cards. But he is a guy Rimshot. that um, was very close to Ryan. He's been quiet since he decommitted. You know, he's been quiet – I have no doubt, I have no proof, but I have no doubts him and Ryan have been in communication based on their previous relationship. This obviously, I mean, there's nothing bad about Ryan Williams committing, right? It's all good news, you know, but it's certainly with a guy like Jamie, it can help, you know, it can help with a guy like that. They were close. They're going to see the same fit. He's going to be there for a year. I got a feeling he's going to host him on his official visit. And again, another extremely talented wide receiver. I just think if you're a wide receiver and you like, Alabama's old offense, which was very effective. I think you're really going to like the new offense as a wide receiver and as a tight end. I think that's two things that they're really going to be able to open up the board and say, look at what we do. And I don't think it's something you can get just anywhere. You can't get the insight of these guys right here just anywhere either. So if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, we certainly hope you'll do that right now. Hit the subscribe button, turn on those notifications Hit the like button while you're at it. That would help us out tremendously. Of course, you're going to get everything Tim, Andrew, and myself 
have to offer at BamaOnline.com, the roundtable, our premium message board. That's where you want to hang out as well. Anything else, guys, before we get out of here? That's it. That's big. I mean, we we feel like this was a tough one, kind of stayed on it pretty well. Again, I can't stress enough. All the rumors, all the stuff you heard, all the everything that you heard with it, Brian was always pretty much a gump. He might be the the gump. He's gumpalicious. Yeah, he's gumpalicious. They're like the gump duo right now. I mean, I'm not sure. I think Willie's got a locker at Alabama at this point. They might actually be locker it's yeah. next to Ryan. Yeah, they might be roommates. So I think Ryan was full on Gump, you know, the whole time. And I think this proves it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Uh, I think this proves that, you know, his love for Alabama um, may have been a little stronger than his love for Nick Saban. So, and that's what you need. You know, you, you want your, you know, any of your signees, commitments, whoever, players on your team to love the University of Alabama. We saw that with players that decided to stick it out, ride with Coach DeBoer and this staff, and now we're seeing it with Ryan Williams. Great stuff, as always, guys. Appreciate it. We'll be doing this again soon. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. See everybody on the roundtable. Hang out with us there at the roundtable. For Andrew Bone and Tim Watts, Travis Ryer, thanking you once again for joining us right here on the YouTube home for BamaOnline.com. And until next time, song everybody. <laughs>